Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Thick and Better podcast. My name is Alex. I'm Jesse. Okay, Thick. And Butter. And this is episode 57. Or one, depending on how you look at it. Oh, yeah. This is a new season. This is a new era of Thick and yeah. Butter. It begins um, anew <laughs> from the ashes. Yes. And uh, today, to celebrate this wonderful occasion, uh, we have brought in, via <laughs> Zoom, <laughs> a, a, a guest. And he's been on this podcast before, and it's our good buddy, Jared Smith. Hello. Hi, welcome, 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 welcome. Number two. Today it's Thick, Thick Butter and Jared. I'm so glad that you could, that we're doing this, because I haven't, you know, I haven't talked to you in so long. (laughs) Yeah, first time in like two months, something. Yeah, when was the last time? Was the last time school? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't talked to Alex in school. Actually, Jared accidentally called me. I was in the car, and he <laughs> accidentally called me, and I got so excited. I was like, oh, <laughs> Jared no. called me. And then, and then he texted me, he was like, oh, sorry, accident. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I need to call you guys more. I called Jesse the other day, just like randomly, just FaceTime yeah. randomly. We were, we were talking more. about, we were talking about business things. You, 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 it was, it was nice. Yeah, nice business call. <laughs> very, very, like, formal business call. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you guys, it's, it's so, it's so weird now that it's two months since we have been all in the same space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because it, yeah. it feels like, it feels like it's been longer it, but it really, really, what it feels like is it doesn't feel like it's been that long time. It just feels like it's been like a year away. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, I think because I mean, I've had no, almost no new experience. <laughs> just been inside. Right. Yeah. So it's just been like it's crazy because I feel like yeah, it feels so much longer than it actually has. It's been like you know two and a half months or so. Jared, really? since you're like out in the long. world, do you do you have like more temporal passage happening? Like, do you feel like the world exists? I, I mean, I I guess it. Weeks fly by, but at the same yeah. time, it, yeah. yeah, it doesn't feel like it's been that long since school got out. It's, yeah, it's weird. Oh, Jared, I wanted to ask you too. How did you watch? You didn't watch the graduation, did you? Oh fuck no! Are you kidding? Me? <laughs> Yeah. You, you can watch it afterwards. Do you, do you want to watch it? Sh- I don't. Sure. It's yes. Riveting. Yeah. It's yeah. Absolutely riveting. Yeah. I don't know. I I was like, <laughs> if we, it'd be funny if we had a video pulled up. That'd be hilarious if we just watched yeah, we our, like our graduation right now. <laughs> I I just really wasn't interested in watching Steve Carell. Yeah. all of us online. Honestly, his. His was pretty funny. He had a pretty funny speech. Yeah, it was, funny. It was yeah. better than fucking Adam Lambert, dude. Oh my god. Yeah. He like quoted like it was so bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally okay with talking shit about it now because I don't go to that school anymore. But. I have I have no hard feelings for Adam Weinberg, but he really did not mean much to me. Yeah, it was like really I just had, yeah. I just have zero relationship with him at all. Yeah. yeah. Like so. you're you're the boss of you're the boss of where I send a lot of money on a regular basis. <laughs> hey. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. But you know, you know, and the thing, the thing that I still am processing 
is processing the life of not being attached to that institution anymore. Isn't that weird? I think it's like, the sure. best. It yeah, is kind of you, cool. cool. Yeah, you like you like it, Jared? I like it too, I, but it's I'm, I, I haven't processed it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I just like it because I get emails. I mean, I sent you a screenshot of one of the emails I yeah. got of professors asking me to do stuff. I'm like, yeah, really? I'm not doing. I'm not doing shit for you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Goodbye. Like, yeah, you had a you had a lifestyle where you were being constantly badgered to like do all kinds of crazy shit all the time. Yeah, like in so, school. I I have not thought I about think... school since leaving. If that means anything. Yeah. Besides you yeah, thinking about you guys, but. I think it's like, aw. But I, I think about, I think it's more like not being tied to medicine. I think it's just like, I'm not even tied. You, you're in school for so my whole your whole life up to this point. Yeah. So now it's just like, oh, I'm not in school anymore. That's, so that's the thing that's crazy. fucking with me, you know, is just that. It's such a change want, of lifestyle. Like, I, I love not being in school, and I feel like I've wanted to have this for such a long time, but it's it's hitting me in waves every once in a while yeah. that this is the first time where I haven't had school and I don't have to go back to school and I never do ever again if I if I choose unless I right. want to go to graduate school and I'm passionate about it that's like the craziest thing to yeah. me mm -hmm. yeah think, that part of it doesn't doesn't feel real yet that for sure yeah and also I think it, it comes in waves too because I'm just like I don't really, I'm in, I'm in this weird place where I'm like I don't really know what's next you know I have mm -hmm. like ideas yeah. Yeah. what i'm gonna do but you know well it's just it's, i think a lot of people our age feels this way right now where it's like we're almost in like limbo it's like yeah i don't know what the future holds yet you yeah. know well that's it's really exciting to... that's part of life it's but... hard to separate what's the appropriate limbo feeling and what is like craziness of the instability of our world right now Right. Like it's mm. it's hard to distinguish that in that whole mess of emotions. Mm -hmm. So I, I know that I'm gonna go to Boulder and try to figure shit out. And Alex, you're going to maybe come to Boulder, Colorado, I'll or maybe do something else. You know, that's kind of right. unknown. Jared, you're just planning on staying staying where you are and just kind of grinding it out, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm just trying to save as much money as I can. That's um, smart. Trying to convince myself to like practice and make music yeah, yeah. and stuff and start making something that I can send to someone and be like, hey, hire me. But uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm sort of struggling with the uh, is this should I be like really exerting myself right now or is it OK to like take a break because it's technically yeah. summer break, but like. It's hard to know. Yeah, I, that's how I kind of feel right now, because, you know, it's weird because, like, I, I guess in, like, my position that I was, like, I remember, like, thinking back in February, <laughs> when everything was normal, Yeah, it was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to make some shorts this summer, like, with Jesse, and, you know, maybe get some friends and doing some short films and just goof around the summer and make some stuff, so I... Cat! He's <laughs> <laughs> freaking out. He wants to know who I'm talking to. So, like, I could have some, like, some portfolio, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah now, totally. total, like, it's so hard to be like, hey, let everybody get together and let's make something, you know? Yeah. Just, mm -hmm. It sucks, yeah. but. 
I've, so, I've, I've gone through a whole creative reevaluation, which has yeah. included like some yeah. really depressing, like slow moments. Like I go from being like, I can do whatever I want to being like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and I'm not worth anything at all. And I should just reevaluate doing any of this creative stuff. Yeah. I the, think, I think what I'm kind of call myself is like, I think like doing this podcast and like having this creative outlet, like, I think I'm going to start making more like, I think I'm just going to start making YouTube videos again. Just like, yeah. Maybe Blu-ray update shit and like some like movie related stuff on YouTube just so I have like something to to do, like just creative and I think but my point is I think you should just keep doing it. You know, like, just yeah. keep making stuff and just keep because, you know, you never know you never know like that's gonna help you. You know what I mean? Yeah. In yeah. the future. So <laughs> uh, that's I, what I've always heard whenever I hear, you know, read, you know, interviews or with artists, they always talk about how, like, you know, you just keep making stuff. I mean, you just don't know whether or not this song or this podcast yeah. or this video you made five years ago is actually going to, like, help you in the future, yeah. you know? Just skill-wise or even, you know, uh, building your brand, if that's your thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that the the secret to it all is not really that complicated where it's just that you have to do it a lot. But one of the more difficult decisions is what is deciding once your place is deciding what you do a lot. And that's like yeah. along the lines where it's just like, sure, you can work in the industry or work like making commercial songs all the time. And if you do that enough, you'll be successful at that. But if if that might not be what you want to do. So you got to right. figure out what you want to produce a lot of. And that's, I, I've been thinking a lot about the, the question that most artists, I got this when I was starting out making music, especially. And it was, um, do you want to make art for others or do you want to make art for yourself? And I've been thinking about that question and that's had like a whole different layer of mm. like what that means to me right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What like, how do you guys answer that question? Well, I've been thinking about that question in terms of, okay, I'm going to make music that that I feel is for myself, stuff that I just enjoy to make, whether yeah. I think someone else is going to enjoy it or not. But then I have the music that I'm going to market, music that I think will make money in some way, shape, or form. Um which I guess just means that when I'm making the music, I'm thinking about maybe including decisions that I wouldn't necessarily prefer if it were more for myself. Thinking um, about the client? Yeah, well, thinking about what am I writing this for? Am I writing it for yeah. a film? Am I writing it for a commercial? Is it a theme song? Like, you know, yeah. like, like stuff like that. And, I, and that's sort of helpful for me because it inform, it helps me think about why I'm doing what I'm doing. And then it sort of yeah. helps me point myself in a direction um, in terms of like jobs. Like, where do I want to send this music ideally? Right, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's, that's, that's pretty strategic. Do you, do you know, do you have an answer to that, Alex? I mean, I think, yeah, I think I'm kind of on the, on Jared's side with that too. Is I think like, right now it's like, 
I think you could, there's a way that you do both. You know, if you, if you have a job or you, if, if you want to get music, if you're hired to make a jingle or, or something for a company, I, I don't really see any way. I mean, I think you could do both of it. I think, I think Jared hit the nail on the head where it's like, if you're making something, like, you have to think about, like, you know, I, I, like, the, the perfect balance is, like, you make something that you're like, I love this, but this will also appeal to right. whoever I'm making this for. But I think it's really important to think about, like, who is this for? Who, yeah. like, because at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know, I, I, I but that, like, comes back to me. It's just like, I think you can, I think you can just make, just, if you just make a lot of stuff and just keep making stuff, I think you'll start to figure out, possibly, like, what kind of music you actually make or what you really, really want to make. And I yeah. think that will help you, like, have decisions moving forward of, like, do I actually do want to work for... My point is, I think you should just try things and just see... Because yeah. you really just don't know... Like, if I, if, if I... If someone was like, hey, can you, can you make this commercial? Like, this for this dumb, you know, like... I don't know, Instagram influencer or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'll be like, yeah, why not? Let's see what happens. Because I, I think you kind of just have to have that experience to learn to see if you either like that or you don't like that or not. Yeah. You know? and but I, mean, I think and at I the think... same time, I, I, don't, I never want to be pigeonholed to be like only making something for right. a company. But I right. think like, I think jobs like that will give you experience. I don't, I don't think, I think, for me, it's all about experience. So I, I don't really think... Um, right, I, and I, yeah. I, think, I think the idea of what you're saying and what you get out of having experience, which the really valuable lesson that you can learn is what you start saying no to. Because once you have enough experience, then you can start eliminating certain things that you right. know don't work for you. Yeah. And that's what you get out of trying a lot of stuff. And I think like that, I think that's interesting because like, that's how I'm kind of thinking about like moving. Because I'm, I'm thinking about like, oh, do I really want to... And then I just, I was skateboarding yesterday and I just told myself, I was just like, I'm, I'm 22 years old. <laughs> you know, I have... I. I haven't lived life. This is where your life starts, basically. Yeah. So, and I just need to kind of go and have, like, I have an option. You know, I have, like, I just need to go somewhere and just have an experience. Because I think experiences feed into your art and feed into what you're, what, what you want to make, but you got to live life to, to do that, you know? Totally. So that's how totally. I kind of feel about it. So I think... I think now I'm, I think I'm gonna try to take more of the approach of just like, oh, I want to make a, a a video about Teen Wolf and how much I like it, and go and I'm just gonna do it and just make it and just see what yeah. happens rather yeah. than getting in my own head and thinking about it way too much because you just don't know what it's gonna turn out to be when it's over and that's yeah. kind of what life is all about too because you, you just. You don't know what it's you don't know what it's gonna be like until the experience is over, so Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or what you got out of it. I, I always get caught up in the person that I think I should be or the person that yeah, I wanna be in the yeah. future. Yeah. And that just bears me down so much where you know, I and and I I always get caught up in like making decisions of if if I go down this path of path that, that 
well, I don't know. Like it's 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 just overwhelming because I'm just I'm like it's well, it's like if I picture something for myself and I say okay that's realistic and I do the steps of trying to do that then it's also it can be exciting but it's also so restrictive and limited that that sort of kills all my enthusiasm for it if that well, makes I think, sense I think, it's too restrictive I think I, I I think I agree with that but I also think that. There's so much unknown. You don't know what path you're taking. You don't know how many paths there are. Right, and, and I think just, the way... You literally have to take... You have to go on a path to find out another path, you know? Right, and, and I think I think, I think the thing about it is, is... Doing what you're saying is that it's... I, I don't find it very successful to have a picture for myself and try to build that picture. It's a lot better just to try things in the moment and try yeah. to learn who I am from my experiences and my mistakes right. and all of that, which is just a, it's a hard thing to just jump into that because you don't know, you know, I always ask myself the question, like if, if, if I, am I only happy if I'm a successful artist, you know, am I only happy if I get those things? And it's just, and it's just like, I don't know, maybe I won't, uh, that if I'm and not I successful, think, I won't be happy, but I, 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 I believe my faith is that I'll find something that I will, I'll be doing it and I'll be like, yeah, this is the shit. And, I'll just keep working. Maybe I'll be 99. And when I'm 99, on my 99th birthday, I'll be like, yeah, this is the shit. And I'm making my weird garage pop with my old ass dog that has leukemia. And <laughs> I'm singing about how I used to have a nice butt and now I'm all flabby. But I'm like, yeah, dude, this is it. I was in yeah. the system for too long, but now I'm free. It'll <laughs> be I, worth I, it. I also think what you're getting at is like goals. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah. I think like yeah. like I I think it's a good thing to have goals though. I mean, you know, like, that's what keeps you motivated. I mean, if you want to be like, I want to at some point, I want like for this podcast, for example. You know, yeah. we have twelve people listening. You know, yeah. our, our dozen. But a goal of ours, I think both of ours, yeah. is we want to be able to you know we want to have an audience. We want to have you know some kind of that's a that's you know that's a good question what is what are your guys's goals do you have like goals that you've always thought about well that's what i was about to say yeah the hard part right now is i don't know yeah i have to i have to i have to take a leap of faith and go on some path to even figure out what my goals are because i don't even have really and this is like an exciting part of your life where you kind of just don't really have a place right now. So I think we just, I just have to decide what I'm gonna go for, you know? Yeah. Do you have goals, mm -hmm. Jared? You're a pretty well put together kind of guy. I can imagine <laughs> you have goals. <laughs> well, my goal, my goal has always been, I wanna write music for video games. I wanna be a part yes. of the creation of video yeah. games in some totally. way. Um, so I, I, Right now, with with the music and stuff that I'm doing, I'm just trying to market myself to be in music in any capacity, and then yeah. from that point, use the the skills that I've learned and whatever I'm doing then, and like snake my way until yeah. I find the path on that track. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, put very simply, as I guess that's sort of my goal. Yeah. I think that's a good that's a good goal, and because it's specific, right? Mm. And for me, so and then so now that we have that goal, like let's say trying to make video games, for me, I'm always in the place where for I, I lean more towards I'm not really interested 
in trying to fit into the things that are already established. Meaning, mm-hmm. like, I'm not interested in getting into Bethesda to make video games for Bethesda or mm-hmm. for the film industry. I'm not really interested in going to Hollywood and doing that kind of stuff. I'm more intrigued by the idea of doing that myself and building it from creation, which mm-hmm. is like, um, you know, that's kind of like a that's an idealistic thing, you know, for in an American like kind of society. Yeah. Are you guys are you guys kind of on more like on my lines where it's just like fuck what's here, I'm doing it myself, or well, are you guys trying to fit in somewhere? I mean, I think I, I think at some point I would love that, but in my head, I I don't think I could get there without the experience or or. Yeah, that's a good point. Having that stuff, like I don't, ha- I don't, I'm so young. Like I literally, like I said, I, I have not lived a life. It's literally I've been you know, in school my entire life. So right. now mm-hmm. it's just like, well, I think I need to get some experience because I don't even know how to begin to make a life for myself. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't even, sure. I don't really even have because. So, so if you want to be a filmmaker or a short filmmaker on your own, independent, you gotta you gotta know you gotta meet people. You know, it's, it's just as sure, simple as yeah. that. You know, it's just as simple as you know, just through these jobs and through other people. You probably if you if you will meet people that are like that. That are like, man, I just, I just work on this job to meet people, get some money, and make my own path. You know, and um, yeah, that's how I kind of think about it. Where I think like I am totally okay with um, working jobs and stuff like that, and just gaining experience and meeting new people, and possibly even, you know, at some point maybe getting to the point where I could be like, oh, I have enough money that I can make yeah. this sort that I've always wanted to make. Yeah. Um, you know, um, so that's where I'm kind of at. Yeah. What about so, Jared? Are you more like find a track? Or are you more DIY? <laughs> Um, I suppose, well, I'm certainly not as drawn to the idea of building up my own business, like, or, something business like that. or company or like group as, as you are. Um, I, I suppose I'm more interested in, in being a part of something that's already established just because I, I've always I write my best music when I'm writing it for something, and that's I usually so that's so good to know, dude. Ugh. That is so good to know. Yeah, and so ideally, I would like to be in like a sort of group, in an already established group, so I have some yeah. information coming in about what what's usually going on, what the products usually are, like what. Yeah, and I think I think what you're saying about video games, I think that totally is. Like scoring is absolutely is that. I mean, it's a right. super collaborative thing. It's not yeah. like, oh, here, you know, like you have you work with people to make, you know, the soundscape for a film or or a video game. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess that's it. I, I I definitely would want to work and be in sort of a collaborative environment. Um, yeah. Not to say that I would I couldn't foster an environment like that if i had my own company but i guess like that wasn't that's never really been part of my my right. my vision and, of what but also, the, the but dream also, would be you don't you don't know maybe like maybe like 10 years from now you have an opportunity where you're like hey i you know maybe i can do something like this you yeah know? oh yeah you know totally what's, um, you just what's really know. 
what's really interesting, I have another thing after this, but I want to comment on it's really interesting how what you guys are saying reflects both of y'all's personalities really well. <laughs> because Jared's out to seek for some kind of structure for his creativity, and Alex, you're out to go and experience stuff to investigate your creativity, which is so accurate for how you guys live your life on more of a daily basis. And also it explains me where it's just like, fuck everything, I'm doing what I want. And like going through my own kind of crisis about that and, and drama about that. So, okay, I have a follow-up question now since you guys said all that. Um, so let's say that I have established my gig, right? Um, see, this is my plot. I'm gonna recruit you guys, right? So <laughs> would you guys, would you guys, do you, would you, like Jared, I guess this is more specifically because I know you would probably do this, Alex, cause like it's an opportunity and you would just do something that there's an opportunity there. But like, if you, would you, would you be a part of like an established group that someone else set up? Like if I set up something, which I don't have anything set up yet because I don't even know how to pay rent. But if I did, <laughs> would that be something that you'd be interested in, or would you Absolutely. want something that not, you could? I, I don't have. A, I don't. I'm not a. Yes. I mean, I don't have like this personality where I like have to be. You know. It's not status of. based. It's not. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Or status. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think like I, I, I like Jared too. It's like I like collaborating with people a lot. I, I think yeah. like. I just like having other people's inputs. Because sometimes I'm like, I have weird ideas, and I'm just like, is this a weird idea? Or is this like, good? Yeah. Is this a good idea? You know, like I yeah. ask people. You know, you, you want to have people that trust you and know you and yeah. like what you, your input on life or your ideas to, to give you their opinion. And their, like it's harsh, and they, you want to be honest too. So. Yeah. Um, I like stuff like that, um, and you know, I I like critique. You know, I like I always you know, every time I made a sort with for class, I would always ask you guys like, what do you think of this? Yeah, and that's really good. What I mm -hmm. think, you know, because I you know, I want to get better at it. And I just want to you know. So I like I like hearing. I, there's a weird narcissism to that. To, I, like everybody, Interesting. I think all artists think about that too. It's like, because you want, like, I think every artist feels that way. There's, there's a little bit of narcissism there where you're like, you make something and you're like, oh, I want to hear, it. I want people to like it. You know, I want yeah. people to enjoy it. It's to like, even put something out, you need a bit of narcissism to say, absolutely. hey, look at my to, stuff. I mean, it's, it's not it's unhealthy. It's just, Maybe confidence is better than narcissism, it's, but it's just like entertaining people. It's like, yeah. you know, we're doing it to make people laugh for for their benefit, but also kind of kind of your own benefit. <laughs> yeah. In a weird way, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would totally, yeah, if there was a a group that I would fit well in if it was a rap group, you know, <laughs> or <laughs> something like that. A rap group. <laughs> <laughs> With a bunch of rap them. Could I recruit yeah. you, Jared? Would you join my cause? I mean, as I am right now, I am, I am certainly just looking for any sort of experiences to have that would be, that would slightly reflect my, my ideal uh, situation, job, but so I mean yes, I, I would yeah. if, I mean even if it wasn't you, if it was like some schmuck that knocked on my door and was like, hey, I'm trying to do this thing. I heard you write music. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, totally, let's do it. Just because yeah. I I'm just interested in doing anything, anything that yeah. I can like 
write something, send it to somebody, get feedback <laughs> on it, maybe attach it to some sort of other art form. Like I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm down. I mean, I think that's such a great perspective, which is like, you, like, when you make something, you just, you, you just want to have that experience and you want to learn through making whatever you, you're making at that time. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Let's fucking mark the date, but guys. I think... <laughs> it's 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 June it's June first, right? June first, twenty twenty, and it's two thirty. Maybe we'll this will be funny. Maybe in five years <laughs> on June first, twenty twenty five. Yeah. If the world is exploded and imploded on itself. Yeah. Um we should have this exact we should have the same conversation again. Yeah, let's yeah. see. Uh, if we can, literally, it'd be awesome if the podcast goes that long. We have the same, you, all three of us come in, we do the podcast, and we listen to this podcast, and we reflect. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be, that'd be so wild if we yeah. were actually, if we could do that. Which, I, you know, why, we can start making... Yeah, I know, this is what I'm not used to. I'm not <laughs> used to being, like, more than, like approaching multiple decades old right like when we get to be <laughs> multiple decades we can start planning for that kind of stuff i'm not used to that i'm used to like planning for next month maybe maybe usually right. just next week but now we can plan for it's like all right what am i going to do in 10 years <laughs> well, i'll do a stupid uh, podcast talking about all the dumb shit we've done so far yeah. so i can plan on that june 1st 2025, and we can say that with legitimacy. Yeah, episode we're goddamn 400 or fucking something. Fucking adult. <laughs> episode 562. Do you know that Joe Rogan has 1,500 podcasts? Who knows? He's got it for uh, probably like 10 years at this point. Yeah, but so, it's it he does it. He does it two times a week. Yeah. That's so crazy. Well, I don't have that much to does. say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, how do you have that much to say? And he, it's like, Joe Rogan well, he, seems like he's the kind of guy who just, like, shoots the shit and just makes everything up as he goes. Well, I think also he, he talks to really interesting people. Yeah, like, and he's also an interesting guy. Yeah, well, he has so many different interests. And, and he's, yeah. like, he's 50 years old, too. Right, he, right. He lived a life, a really strange life, you know? He's lived yeah. twice um, as long as us, which is bananas. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so bananas. So... But I well, if, wait, if he's 50, it's more like he's almost lived three times to four times as long as almost. us. I, I oh, wait, 50. I was thinking that I was 15 for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I don't know where that math came from. Well, wait, I'm going to be wait, 23 wait. in a month and one day. Oh, yeah, Man, that's right. so crazy. Yeah. yeah I forget I'm 22. Hopefully America's still a country when I turn 23. Mm. That is a song title. <laughs> Hopefully, America's still a country when I turn 23. It's like a Father God list, dude. Yeah, yeah pull up 100%. Your <laughs> um, but I think that conversation that we just had was very. Um, I think the Midnight Gospel that we're going to talk about, which is yeah. on Netflix, um, kind of is interesting <laughs> in relation to the conversation that we just had. Yeah. Um, because. Um, Expand. The Gospel is kind of all about podcasts, kind of deep dives about life and life experience and stuff like that. Hugely so, existential, yeah. It's just yeah, hugely that's existential. The word I would use. Yeah, and we wanted to talk about the show for a lot of reasons because I think it just fits what all three of us like in entertainment. I think. Absolutely. But also, um, it's, I think it's 
brilliant, and I think it's amazing. And I haven't even finished the whole. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. fi- episode five. I know Jesse has finished it. Um, and uh, Jesse, you want to explain? We talked about it a little bit in a previous yeah. podcast, but do you yeah, want to talk was... about what the show is um, and who's involved? Because I think it's really interesting. Yeah. So. Midnight Gospel is a recent uh, Netflix original, which was released on 420 of 2020, and it is the brainchild of podcaster and stand-up comedian Duncan Trussell, um, who uh, provides the podcast and some voice acting, and also writing for the and concepts for the show. And it is animated by Pendleton Ward, the person who created Adventure Time, and his crew of fantastic animators. And the thing that's so phenomenal about this show is that it's an original work that uses found recorded podcast episodes that Duncan Trussell has done and then takes those conversations and puts them in the context of new stories and world. Right. Which usually when stuff like this is, I can't think of an example, but I always feel like when you hear stuff like that, it's... I, I always think of like when they recreate scenes in a documentary, and I always feel like those right. are super lame. When I hear concepts like that, yeah. that's what I think of. That it's like, oh, this is going to be so lame. But this is well, not I like that. Well, I think it's a gimmick. It sounds yes. gimmicky. Um, but so, and, but what's so interesting about the show is the story that they that they come up with that kind of <gasps> revolves around like a rat. So, wow, how do I? So the main character's name is Clancy. And who lives on this, you know, planet. Uh, um, interdimensional Rift, is that what it's called? Something like that. And who lives in a house and he makes music and he has this dog that has like a black hole in his stomach. And, yeah. Uh, he, and he has a computer that allows him to go into different dimensions, different worlds. Um, yeah, in like a VR situation. Yeah, yeah VR and simulator. It looks like, and it looks like a... A, a vagina, let's be honest. It looks mm-hmm. like a vagina. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> and he sticks his head into. Um, and he, so what he does is he goes to different worlds. Each episode takes place in a different universe that he decides to go to. And while he's there, he finds a person to interview for his space cast called The Midnight Gospel, which is his podcast that he does. Um, which is just, I I think that is genius. I think that is hilarious. So creative. And each episode of the show is so creative. It's so, uh, like, I can't even begin to express, like, how some of these concepts, like, just the animation style and what happens. There's just so many layers. To yeah. everything so that's happening. Much. There's so much going on. Yeah. And it's really hard to even break down one episode of the show. Because it's it's just so much craziness going on. Because each episode, like uh, Jesse said, was they take podcast conversations that he has done, Duncan Kressel has done previously. Um, and if, you, if you're a fan of podcasting like I am, like... There's some, like, like Gawker Drew, uh, Joey Diaz is in an episode. Like, there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, like, personalities that you might um, recognize. Um, but, um, so what he does is he takes these conversations and intersplices them uh, with dialogue that's going on in the show. 
and each episode, each world that it goes in has a, that world is, is like under attack or is, is about to end, basically. Yeah. It's and in so, a catastrophic failure. <laughs> yeah, and so it's almost, it's, it's so crazy. Jared, what, what did you think of the show? Because you, you texted us immediately when you saw it. Yeah, I mean, it's just absolute batshit crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy. No, nothing makes sense, but it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. yeah, everything gets lost in the layers of what's happening. Because, yeah, yeah. it's a podcast. It's recordings from a real-life podcast being presented as a podcast within the, the world of Clancy. <laughs> right. And then... There's all this crazy shit that's happening, like completely removed yeah. from what they're talking about. Right, so it's like, right, right. It, you have to watch each episode like three or four times to really yeah. take in everything that they say and that right. what's happening in the yeah. show. It's just like, uh, I, you could sit there and like take notes on it to, <laughs> yeah, to, right. to, to try to nail down everything that's, that they're saying. And I think also what you're what you're gonna get too is like that that kind of this show's a comedy. I mean, it's it's very sure. funny. Um, yeah. It's super funny, and I think that's where the comedy comes from. It's where these conversations that are happening, and this craziness is going on behind them, or or they they're almost like like the first episode. Doctor Drew is like who I can't remember what's going on because it's just so crazy. But the first episode. Yeah, they're, they're going through, yeah, the apocalypse is happening on this world, and they basically are having this conversation as they're walking through the apocalypse trying to avoid all these things, and it's, it's really funny, man. There's a lot of just hilarious gags, gag after gag after gag that, that makes you laugh, and it's all visual. It's not... Yeah. Some of it is, is dialogue, um, like in episode or four, when the, the computer, like, what, another thing that I love about the show is before the conversation starts, I love the beginning of each episode. That are, yeah. It's almost like this, like, you see Clancy's world and the conversations he has with his computer, and he's kind of this, this loner guy that's just kind of hanging out and, and living these, like, going into these different lives, almost. But, yeah. Um, yeah. One of my favorite parts about it was in episode four, when the computer's like, "Hey, you want to go to this Margaritaville world?" <laughs> and like, I have this avatar where you can have like twenty penises and just have like a orgy. Yeah. And it's just that's hilarious. And then when he goes into the simulator, he gets derailed into this crazy other dark. Tim Burton ass world. Not the Margarita cool, orgy world. No, no, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. What were we gonna say, Jared? I I mean I I think one of the most I- interesting parts of the show is just that Clancy's character is so like hard to pin down exactly like wh- who he is or like what his values right. are or like why yeah. he's doing anything that he's doing. And I have I've only seen the first five episodes, so I'm sure a lot of that gets unveiled. But like in one of them, like his sister sends him like a voicemail or something and it's like yeah you're being selfish like you need to come home or whatever and he's just like yeah whatever so it's it's really unclear if he's like an asshole or if he's just like yeah Yeah. 
it's so ambiguous about what why he's doing what he's doing and which I think is just so interesting so, yeah it makes it so much more engaging i think and i think like i i, I really hope that the show continues i i really do i i, I really hope that they there's this is like an adventure time situation where there's like 11 seasons in it or something like that i would, I would love to see mm-hmm. because this world is so uh, uh, it's perfect for a TV show. You know? I'm mixed up. Y'all see, I'm interested to see what you think once you finish the show because it comes to a very comfortable conclusion. And oh, I'm not sure I'm not sure if I agree with wanting more seasons of it. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, hmm. But I think you, you I, I would be curious to see what you think once you see it because it's it's such a satisfying, compact little thing. The right. reason why I want more of it is that it's so good and I want them to... Because there's some episodes on this show that I definitely like more than others. Like I uh like a couple of them a couple of them are kind of they're not duds. None of these episodes are bad, but there's just some that are a little bit slower than others. Like I loved episode 4, but that was one that I didn't like as much as some of the other ones. Sure. So I would love to see them produce like keep making this to keep releasing a couple more bangers, but I'm also just so satisfied with just these 8 solid episodes and I'm not sure if I really even right. want them to continue to worry about you know standardizing it you know because when you're when you start producing things a lot of times you know it always depends because adventure time kept his integrity for 10 years a lot of shows keep their integrity for multiple 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 years yeah. but like back. for something yeah yeah oh is and it really is it that's a movie right it, no it's a i think it's a four episode oh yeah hour long each special and it's on hbo wow. max that just Damn. released like this week or something. wow fuck i have to fuck <laughs> I have we to have HBO it so max. maybe i could extend that to you <gasps> yeah i have it too oh god damn i love <laughs> having you guys as friends <laughs> <laughs> um that- but yeah that's actually interesting because like i i mean i haven't seen the show me and jared haven't finished the show yet but um that's just, I, I was just kind of going off of this world is just it's infinite possibilities, right? You, you know what I mean? Like it's such a great idea for a television show because right. it's, it's literally each episode who goes to a different new characters, new world, new situations. Yeah, it's a shoes. perfect. It's a perfect TV show. I mean, just the idea of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would be kind of interested if maybe they have a new main character like every time. Like they have a season mm. that's kind of like American Horror Story where they have a different setup or something. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm happy. We'll just have to see where it goes because I could see... Duncan Trussell's creative enough to that he could figure out... Like, in Pendleton Ward's obviously creative enough that they can figure out some way to continue the show in an honest fashion. Like, I I totally trust them. I trust them with my life. I was just so happy to see Pendleton Ward make something else just because of how near and dear Adventure Time is to me. Um because that animation style is just so there's something so like relatable about it because it's it, it sort of has the Rick and Morty effect on it on me where it's I like, was gonna bring that up it, it's yeah. very like kid like kid style but very mature yeah. and I just think that approach to animation is is just it's my personal favorite way to go about I think it. it has kind of this like rough around the edges feeling to it where you're right it feels like it's not, it's not, you know, like Love, Death, and Robots, which is like another show that we're going to talk about, where it's like this super high-quality animation, you know mm, what I mean? Right. Um, it's, 
it's very but that's part of the charm of it yeah um, i mean it, it, it was it fucking changed everything when it came out adventure yeah. time changed everything rick and morty <laughs> is only happened because of adventure time like it's <laughs> directly correlated to like right. the reason like rick and morty like is its own unique style but it's if you could compare it to anything it would be adventure time and so many shows are like that like there's so many styles about just how massively impactful this show has been and it's it's really insane it's really insane that we'll be talking about this show like we talk about I, I don't know, like what's a what's an OG like animation show or anything SpongeBob. that's like super SpongeBob, yeah, something Avatar. like SpongeBob, Avatar, or something even like older than that, you know, like like fucking Astro Boy. It's like that. It's like Astro. It's like Astro Boy because when Astro Boy came out, it just it created anime. Yeah, that's what yeah. that's yeah. what Adventure yeah. Time did. It's like created Adventure Time style, right? Mm -hmm. And everything's yeah, and sort think, of in that. I think there's just like a crop of. Animators like Pinnacle Ward and Justin Roiland and yeah. Dan Harlan and those guys that are like, I think it's just that generation of goons that came up. I think I think they're like Pinnacle Ward and Pinnacle Ward and Justin Roiland are like friends and they know each other and probably you know, I think, I'm sure I think they, everyone cool knows each other. But I think what I, I was also going to bring up Rick and Morty because the pacing of the Midnight Gospel is mm -hmm. kind of insane to me because. And it, I remember when I, I, it took me a long time to watch Rick and Morty just because I wanted to be that guy that was like... Cancerous fan base. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and when I finally watched it, I was blown away by it and loved it. But mm -hmm. the thing that I was so amazed by Rick and Morty is the pacing of each episode. Like, they're 22 minutes and they feel, and so much happens yeah. in that 22 minutes and you feel like you watch like this 45 minute episode worth of material but it's so well paced like each it's, it's pacing and like pacing is like one of the hardest things to do in cinema tv anything yeah totally and so i i, I think the Midnight gospel is very extremely well paced because whatever like maybe the conversation like at scale there's a funny visual gag that happens you know or, or something like that and the way that the show just it just moves, man. There's, yeah. there's not really not a slow moment mm -hmm. in either one of those shows. Yeah. I, well, go ahead. I just wanted to say that this episode that we watched specifically, yeah. the, the fifth one, reminded yes. me a yes. lot of uh, Felix Cargrove uh, <gasps> Double King yes. short animation. I don't know that. Oh my god! Oh, you Alex. don't? Oh, it's dope. Oh yeah. my god! I have to, I have to show you that. That yeah, that's a, such a good comparison. I that's exactly what I thought it looked like. I didn't realize that's what it looked like, but that is exactly what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that episode five is kind of unique to having that moment where that that weird animation style in it. Isn't isn't that right? And what you guys have seen, at least in the first couple of episodes, there's yeah, the weird like the psychedelic like god creatures, kind of like cut out stuff. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Yeah, episode yeah, five yeah. is episode five of the gospel is it's fucking insane. It's yeah. cra it's crazy. Um, because yeah, I mean it's I could like I was watching it and I was like, how the fuck am I gonna talk about this? This is right. so <laughs> there's so much unpack. But it, like, it was what like I, I love this show because each episode for me just keeps getting better and better and better. Yeah. And episode five was like it was such a like 
mindfuck. I mean, it was just so crazy. Yeah. The stuff that they were talking about. And, and that's actually really impactful. Um, yeah. There was, it was very emotional. It was like the point in the show where I was like, oh, this is more than just kind of just this goofy, you know, um, silly kind of cartoon with these interesting conversations going on. It's like, yeah. oh, there's some heavy stuff in, in, in the show as well, you know? Yeah, I... I think that I think this episode was also significant to me because this show, this show has is sort of doesn't have any kind of boundaries. It just lets itself go anywhere. But the thing yeah. it, it it sticks to is it has a pretty constant structure where we start with Clancy at his house. Because. He goes into the simulator. He has a wacky conversation where they go on the adventure. He has some kind of conclusion where he comes to, and then he comes back. But and that's what I I love that. About I do too. It. I, I think and it's this so great. and in this episode, it has that same structure, but it's really different because yeah. it's not really Clancy who goes on the journey. It's the inmate, the the, right. the inmate who doesn't have a voice, who goes on their journey. And th- this episode is about um, uh, uh, wow. uh, Clancy sent into an intergalactic prison for people who have done horrible crimes, and what happens is that. Uh, anytime they commit violence, they are killed, and then it sets them back in time where they go through this very traumatic and psychedelic experience where they're revived, and they have to relive through time again. Right. So Clancy's having a conversation with this bird who's like this guardian soul for this bird. inmate. The soul bird. <laughs> and while he's having this conversation, this prisoner is basically trying to redeem themselves as right. they keep dying and coming back to life over and over again. And the conversation is about, like, existence and, and, you know, oneself, like, you know, stuff like that. It's, yeah. It's crazy conversation. Yeah. The person he's, the person, this might be a bit digression, so if we if we want to go back to the show, cut me off any time, but the, the person he's interviewing is really, really interesting. I looked into this, and I actually listened to the full episode that this is from. He's interviewing a guy named Jason Louvre. Do you guys know uh-huh. this guy? No. Nope. So this man is a magician, and not the kind of magician that you're thinking of. He's not the kind of magic tricks magician. He's a real-ass magician. And let me tell you about magic with a K. M-I- No. M-A-G-I-C-K. Magic. The card game. (laughs) Yeah. And um, oh, okay. and what and what Mr. Louvre does is that he's in, in this podcast. He explains to me that you know how there's you, you heard about Buddhism and Hinduism, right, right, right? Well, magic is like Americans' version of that. Okay. And and uh, the episode with um, the episode with the fish guy where they go into water, episode three. The the other guy, the guy that's a guy that's another really interesting podcaster, is Hunters Without a Home, because that guy went to was condemned to a life to a death penalty sentence, yeah, right. and he picked up this form of magic. So he was talking to Duncan about that in that podcast. But this he in this one, I listened to this podcast that Jason Lube did with Duncan, and it's really crazy. I didn't under realize how much of a magic culture there is in America because this is like it's it's like a spiritual religion really and it's not sure. it's not really a religion it's more like a spiritual practice and um 
I really I recommend like diving into it because it's fucking crazy that yeah. like it's just like so trippy and interesting and that like I've always been appealed because I've been interested in Japanese filmmaking and animation and all that kind of stuff and I love Avatar and Avatar is all about like that Zen shit you know and mm. martial arts and all that and we don't and we don't really have that in America where we have that connection I was watching Mari Kondo. Mari Kondo is so weird, and that's but she she goes to the house from like the spiritual perspective, and right. it fascinates me that America has this underbelly of that, but it's not modern like it yeah, is. Like, like instead, we have Christianity that's just taken over. But you know, we could be like a Zen weird magician, right? Who that's, just yeah, did some work. Check yeah, back in that's... five years when you're a. Magician. Damn, dude, that would be hilarious. Like, we come back June 2025. It's like, yeah, so I was just doing some meditation practice and I talked to uh, the, my spirit the DMT animal. god. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The part of that episode where we talked about doing DMT while having sex. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? He lives he a such crazy a good... life, dude. He has and a great he was like, voice. I love how Duncan's character was like, how does that work? And he's like, uh, He's like, he's like, from the DMT part, and, and the sex just stops. <laughs> like, it's so bizarre, man. Yeah, it's, yep. it's, it's cool, man. It's a cool fucking show. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. It's really weird. So, yeah. um, if you're not into Adventure Time, yeah. do not watch this. Um, but, I don't know, man. I think you should, I think... It's on Netflix. You have Netflix if you're listening to this. You, you do. The thing uh, that's cool that's cool about it is that it's kind of extreme, but it's so accessible and friendly. You know, it's not yeah, like in your sure. face. It's not, yeah. Which love, think, love, love, death, and robots will be a good comparison because that's more in your face. Like yeah, we're that's extreme, yeah. aggressive. Yeah, yeah. but but uh, Midnight Gospel's not. It's really chill. Like I show I my kids I, this. I think I love about Midnight Gospel. <laughs> one of the weirdest things about it is it's 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 such an original concept like yes. you've never seen something like this ever yes and you probably will never see something like this ever yeah i don't think yeah. there will be a show like this ever again because i think i just think it's so loose i think it's who duncan trussell just created this thing using podcast conversations and stuff like that is just so it's not gonna work for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, it's not yeah. gonna you're not gonna see like a show like a new animated show that does the same thing. You're just not, you know. Yeah, just, I mean like what he so created here What he created here was not like an archetype, like a cowboy style. What he created was like this is like if Duncan Trussell was a show. Because it's so interconnected with his own life, but it is also its own original thing that yeah. it's I agree. It's just something it's just that's totally unique. That's, that's what I was going yes. to say. Yes. Off putting it first. But yes. Uh, we ease into it. My episode, I mean, my episode, like, three, I was, like, in love with it. You know, because I yes. was just, like, kind of in the groove of the show. But, mm -hmm. um, so, you guys want to talk about, so there's another yeah. animated show that came out last year. Yeah. Um, that uh, Jared, Jared actually watched, um, have you seen all the episodes, Jared? I've seen most of them. I don't think yeah. I've seen them all. I think do you there's wanna, a few I haven't. Do you want to introduce yeah, it or just talk, talk a couple of things? Yeah, sure. So, uh, Love, Death, and Robots is like, uh, I, don't, I forget the technical term. Each episode is completely it's removed like from every other episode. Yeah, anthology. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Right. And it's all just like <laughs> absolute 
like state of the art animated shorts that are all Ugh. they're like 10 to 20 minutes long um it's very akin to black mirrors in my opinion yeah, right. um usually depicting like apocalyptic scenarios or just like absurd fantasy yeah, sci-fi, sci-fi. yeah, yeah. Um, Mostly fantasy stuff, um, like just more like Black Mirror is more rooted in like reality. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of the episodes I've seen, a couple episodes of the show um, before we recommended the the ones to watch, mm-hmm. um, and like those were, you know, I think I haven't really seen one that's like, oh, that one, you know, that's that that could happen. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. Yeah. Like Black Mirror, Black Mirror is kind of more about. Like, you know, stuff in Black Mirror could easily happen, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that, it's commentating on technology in our in our world. This is more fantastical, but right. I think it, it is comparable to Black Mirror in the way that each episode is, is different, mm-hmm. and each of them do have a consistent theme throughout Yeah, it. right. That's kind of the thing about it that's similar. It's an anthology thing that's not necessarily just a collection of artists but it's also they all have like a through line in right. trying to communicate mm-hmm. which i the theme it's kind of interesting because i can feel the theme but they're all about such different stuff i guess it's about like right i don't know what would you describe the theme as i don't know girl what would you say i don't know i don't know what, i don't know i mean the ones so that much... i've seen there's so many different ones like they're the three robots one is is more comedy based. Yeah. Um, there's some. This show's funny. I mean, there's some funny stuff in it. Some yeah. of the episodes that I've seen, mm-hmm. um, like the fucking the one that we're gonna talk. One of the ones that we're gonna talk about, the dump. Yeah. Is hilarious. Oh, so good. It's so <laughs> oh, my funny. god. Um, and so, um, and I found parts of the 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 werewolf one to be kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and cheek, uh, cheek, kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but. I- I really wanted to talk about this show just because it. I feel like it's sort of a mixed bag, and mm-hmm. that some yeah. of the episodes are fantastic, and some of them are just kind of like okay. But yeah. but the consistent thing is that the animation is really really cool. Yeah. Right. Um, and so. I did some research about like cause I was like, oh, who made this? And like I I did some research and I think the comp- one of the companies that made this show. Um, makes video games. They are kind of known. They're, they're, I think they uh, they remastered Halo Two. Like if you play like the Master Chief Collection, they 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 redid all the cutscenes for Halo Two to mm-hmm. make it look like really awesome animation that you see in the show. You know what yeah. the um, company so name is? I don't. It's okay if you I don't. don't yeah. I don't remember. Um, but I who the guy who started it, whose name is Tim Miller, mm-hmm. and he's a uh, filmmaker who's a director and who made Deadpool, who made the first Deadpool, and who mm-hmm. made um, the latest Terminator movie. Um, and it's, it's his company that he that he started. That's cool. Well, I want to start. Yeah, talking, it, dude. Talking about the oh, what is it? The Witness. Yeah. yeah. That one was uh. So this one is this one was interesting. And I'm glad I, I want. I'm glad that you started on this one because I think the animation of this one is so interesting. Spider Verse. Yes. Okay. A little bit. <laughs> little little Spider Verse in there. But I, one of the things that I thought was so interesting about it is that the world 
like it's almost like the people are the only thing that are animated in the show. Like mm. all the like all the environments feel so photo real mm-hmm. that it's it, it has this really unique and weird style to it. It's not like a video game. That's it's not like yeah. a really fucking insane video game. Like just a, a motion capture and everything. The way that the people moved was like. They had to do motion capture. Um, yeah. I also but, realized what the theme is. The theme of this show is nudity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I, I, when I watched For the sure. dub. Well, the last one I watched was the dub, but I was like, I think they just made the show so they could animate, animate boobies and, and, and penises. There's two of them. There's, there's slogs. Yeah, we got, we got two, two dicks and two, and two vages, I think. Yeah. You know, maybe. Um, maybe so yeah, let's talk, what is the witness about? I, well, I, a comment about the show as a whole. I, I sort of think the idea for this for this show might just simply be let's push animation as far as we can. Like, let's give it a big old shove in terms of of like explicit content and yeah. like yeah. just wild storylines and and just really. Show people that we can do like anything with animation. It feels like it feels like an animation company just flexing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at what we could do, dude. Right. We were listening to the Slow Rush, Tam and Paula's new album, when it came out, and we were sitting there listening to it. And and Alex, you said, I feel like Kevin Parker's just like flexing his production muscles right now, and that's totally what this show feels like. Just flexing. Yeah, just yeah, like awesome. I'm putting everything I can into this just because just to show you that I can. Yeah. yeah. I know this was also I think this uh David Fincher was a producer or a big creative influence on this show. That's how I heard about it. Oh, that's this. really interesting. So and that makes a lot of sense because David Fincher is fucking bulger and he likes nudity yeah. and he's about the extreme and he's a goddamn innovator, which is all things that are like hard check marks on this show. It's totally yeah. like kind of a David Fincher feel in yeah. animation gritty animation innovative stuff i totally think that's right i don't think he's ever released a feature that's an animated feature yeah um Wait, David Fincher, the guy who like Fight Club? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, that David Fincher. Oh, wow, that's so interesting. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that's yeah. how I got I got into it. Like, that about is not the name that I would throw in mm-hmm. who produced the show. That's really interesting, though. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. But So, yeah, let's talk about... This so episode. So, we're going to talk about three episodes yeah. um, that we would recommend, three or four episodes that we um, yeah. mm-hmm. recommend, I would recommend. show. Yeah, I, I would recommend, I have I would to recommend say. these. I have to say that The Witness is my favorite one that I've seen so far, cool. just because the animation is so, it's so insane. Impressive. It definitely I mean, had my insane. favorite animation, too. Yeah, it's but, really interesting. So, yeah, I mean, basically, basically what happens is the it opens, and this the, the girl, who's the main character, sees a murder. Yeah, yeah. This, sees a murder happen in the building across the street and right. then the murderer notices her and then they're sort of on this goose chase the whole episode running from each other and then right. they end up in a crazy S&M place yeah that, when that happened I was just like dude yeah oh. like I can't believe the, wow like, there's a crazy look. transgender man with horns at the door I loved, yeah. I loved yeah. him yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to yeah. say something put some <laughs> 
That's my favorite part of the whole thing. He gets so also, close to the mic and like spits all over I know, the camera. Yeah, it's, it's so really dope. It's almost this really interesting stylistic choice where they have like these like high angle, like wide angle, like yeah, like shots from above where they're like breathing on the lens. Yeah, and, like, all, their face is the all bulbousy. Really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But, do you, do you yeah. want to spoil this episode? Do you want to say what happens in the end? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, I think it's, it's... it's ten minutes long. Someone yeah. can um, watch it. Yeah, Stop so it here, watch it. the episode, and yeah, then yeah. come back. Three, two, but, one. So, uh, so what happens is they're almost like in like this, like so. Basically, when the murder happens, she becomes the murder and sees. Well, the when, guy that he murdered in the window. Well, what what so happens is that the guy catches her back in the room where she first saw him murder somebody, right, and what right. ends, and then she murders him instead of him murdering her, right. and then he sees her across the alley. Right. So it's just, it's, it's just uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's cool. It's yeah. cool. It's like a cool sci-fi mind-bending ending. That I, I gotta know, say, I, I, the ending is cool, but I don't know if I quite understand it. I don't yes. think you're supposed to. I was gonna say the same thing. I don't really think you're supposed to. I think it's, I think it's a short kind of, kind of mind fuck ending to leave you like, oh, what, what yeah. was that all about? I guess my like critique of, in a time loop or you know, my critique like of it would would be that like sometimes like y y you know this is it's a completely different show. Well, when it comes to twists, like sometimes it's it's about like having it. I, I don't know the the way that this twist happened. It was not necessarily. It felt a, like it didn't really explain what we were building towards, and it sort of just felt like mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Because it well, doesn't make sense. Like, why did the why did I, they switch rooms? Well, and there's not. There wasn't a lot that, of inconsistencies. I kind of saw that coming. To be honest, like I, I thought the ending. I I I, I the ending because he sees her. Like the first thing is he sees that he killed her. Yeah. Like through the window. Um, so I was like, okay, there's probably going to be a flip at the end of this. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I, so, but, yeah, I don't really know what, yeah. I think the part that makes it confusing is just that, like, like if after he or she kills the guy when they get back to the murder room, if it was a new person that saw them, that, or that yeah. would make it make sense to me. Right. Yes. But since it's the guy yes. again. Yes. That would solve it all for me. That would make sense. Or if we just had a shot of that person going back into that room. Because it doesn't make sense to me when one of them would get back into the room across in the hotel. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when did that guy get over there? Because he's been chasing her this whole time. I think those are all questions that they want you to ask. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I don't really think they're supposed to be mm -hmm. a... Like an aha moment. I think it's just kind of this. Yeah, I don't know. It it, it kind of feels a little bit more. It feels like that. I liked I liked the ending and the idea of it, and I think the, the like the uh, this doesn't diminish the quality of how good this episode is. But the, the ending of it was a little bit more plot holy than it was. Oh, that's an intriguing ending. It's just like oh, that doesn't sure. quite make sense. Yeah, in a way that like a I lot of agree. other really trippy twists have for me yeah. in the past. But again, well, I think it also it's, it's a ten thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I didn't really think about it too much. I was like, oh, that was kind of cool. The animation but, style definitely looked like, uh, like Borderlands graphics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looked like Borderlands. It looked like, um, it actually reminded me of, like, there's a new game coming out. Cyberpunk. Cyber, yeah, totally. It reminded yes. me a lot about that. 
It's not like a video game. Like an yeah. amazing looking video game. You, you know? know what I really, really loved about this episode? That I don't see a, a, in a lot of animation. Because a lot of times animation gets focused on making really crazy realistic things within the animation. But this show had such great shot choices. And yeah. this, this, this episode was done. I've never, I don't see this happen a lot with animation where this episode, most of it was done in extreme long shots, which that just means that the people, yeah. you see mostly landscape and the people are really small, which was so effective for the chase scene. Well, it also just felt um, extremely like cinematic. Like, yes. It was cool because it felt like, it felt like they were directing this scene, like this film in like a real environment and they yeah. animated the people like yeah. that's what i kind of mean by that is like they weren't doing these like i don't know how to really describe it these like animation kind of crazy angles that you can do in animation yeah uh, they, they really took yeah it was mostly still cameras when do you yeah, see that with animation really mostly still cameras it wasn't like doing flashy spins or anything like no, that it was yeah, just like, like this... look at what we did it's awesome <laughs> and that was part of the i think that was part of the style style of the show is this gritty you know i don't know where they are probably like it seems like tokyo or, or, yeah. or something yeah. like that um but like i think part of this style of the episode though, that you wanted to have this grounded reality kind of thing but have these almost like comic book Spider-Verse things happen within it. Yeah. So it was this really cool blending of two styles in this episode that was so unique and cool. Yeah. I think... And just high quality as fuck. I mean, yeah. As we're talking about it, I'm, I'm liking this episode more and more because I'm thinking back about how, like, cinematic and cool it was to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why was Why was this one your favorite, Jared? <sighs> I went back and watched it again before we did this, and honest, it's honestly just the small details of mm -hmm. of the animation, like watching the the male characters like coat whip around as he's like yes. running, yeah. and how they and yeah. like, jangles yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's, I don't know how to do that. I really, I mean, it just seems so time consuming. You know, to do stuff like that. It definitely it's is. Crazy. <laughs> Every single thing that happens on screen is just so stylized and so intentional. Like when they're in the S and M place, like it's like the oh, everything dude. is like pulsing. Yeah. Everything yeah. is yeah. pulsating. And everything it's is really like really cool. Really cool. Yeah. Like I love how I, all everybody's in like like <laughs> the black, spandex like, suits. Yeah. Yeah, spandex suits. Yeah. It was so. I love how yeah, like I love how disoriented that whole scene was. Yeah. How oh. they used the animation with the the, the rickety kind of camera yeah. that was going on, and really really cool. I like just an I, absolute barrage of on your senses. I liked yeah. with this episode, which uh, may not be the case with a couple of their other ones, is in the series was that it was so necessary for this to be animated. Um. Like it was like in in the other two that I think are more questionable of if, if if they could I not agree. be animated was like shapeshifters or the Oculus mm -hmm. Rift, 
Um, like the shapeshifters one, which was was one about werewolves. I want to talk about that one so badly. Yeah, the <laughs> which one? The the shapeshifters. The shapeshifters one. Yeah, <laughs> because that one that one was dope. But you know, and I think yeah. it was it makes sense that it was animated because when you got to the werewolves, they felt realistic and it wasn't like special effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, a lot of it isn't werewolf, so you could have done that right. with real people. Well, so that's the question: Does this have to be animated? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's an interesting thing to bring up. So, the Shape Sisters one is, I thought it was, I loved it. I, I, I just <laughs> thought it was so <laughs> creative and weird. And what I love about it, it was like the director was like, I pictured this. I was like, he's playing Call of Duty campaigns. You know, so he was like, man, yeah, these are boring. You know what make these better? Werewolves. <laughs> and so, and so, it, so it felt like this Call of Duty campaign where everybody's, you know, it looks like a video game because it's, it's animated, very, mm -hmm. very high-quality animation with the people, but had this cool world-building in it where it was like, where I loved the first scene where, like, he, these, the werewolf, he has no gun, and he's yeah. just walking with all these guns, and he's the one that's, like, sensing, like, sensing everything. And I thought that was so genius and so brilliant. Yeah. It was like, what if werewolves were real? Yeah. And we not weaponized them, but forced them in the army or something. Yeah. And what they would do. And I thought that was genius. And, like, I, I love how the Taliban... Had a oh, had their werewolf of their own. I was like, this is so great. Yeah. I love how like tug and cheek it was, and yeah. how like it was like there were army cliches in it with this like crazy werewolf fight at the end, which was brutal as fuck. Yeah, like, dude. one of the most Holy shit. Like when he broke his arm, I was like. Or how he killed that like, guy by putting his snout, oh, like putting his whole oh, snout, grabbing his whole yeah. head in his mouth and like biting it. Was it. Awesome. it was awesome. Awesome. I, I love awesome. werewolves. I love werewolves. <laughs> and I didn't know that this was a werewolf thing. So when it, when it revealed itself that it's a werewolf thing, I was just like, this is the best. And they were like talking about, like, some of the dialogue too was so awesomely corny. Yeah. Like when oh, the, yeah. When, the, when, the, when they're like, smells like dog shit here. So <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck, man? This is awesome. I love this. I also love how, I love, I think it's such a genius idea to start stories like this because once you have a story idea, and you know the beginning, it's way more interesting for people, I think, like, 90% of this time if you start in the middle of the fucking story. I totally agree. And that was, and it's like, it was so great that we didn't have to deal with the bullshit of how they got into the army, you know? Who cares, right. you know? Show me right. the werewolf shit! And that's what they did. Right. They just go right in, you know? They're yeah. in the army. What's up? What's their problem? What's it like to be a werewolf and, in the army? I mean, I thought, it, I genuinely think this is, like, extremely well made. Like, yeah. I love how, mm -hmm. like, like, they, they show you not tell you things like yeah. when the, the the two buddies that are werewolves like they're like oh you can't sit here you know it's corny but at the same time it's like it's world building you know yeah. you understand this relationship just through this one scene you don't have to have them talking to themselves like oh they don't like us because you know we're werewolves it's like yeah. it's like yeah. we could we could you know we we know you know mm -hmm. yeah 
I thought there was a cool. couple parts where there's some really cool camera shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As well, like uh, in the part where he's like going through the destroyed base looking for his werewolf friend. Oh yeah. And there's yeah. some. There's like one scene where he like turns and the camera like zooms yeah, out. Yeah, the camera like. Yeah, I was yeah, like, Ooh, yeah. that was cool. So cool. I remember watching that and saying like. You can only do that in animation. Yeah. Is that you, a, can't, you can't do that in, well, you could, but it wouldn't look it would as be fluid. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's rope, I mean, not to get technical, but there's, like, robot rigs and stuff that you can mm-hmm. do stuff, like, precision movements like that. Um, but, yeah, I love the POV shot of him, like, climbing the, the, yeah. the wall, and it was, it was so awesome. And also, the animation, again, it's just so photo real it's yeah. crazy the that, werewolves look real that's what like, I, dude, the werewolf awful. scenes look great but i think my criticisms lie would lie more in the rest of the stuff being I, yeah I, I also have a bias i just don't like the photo real style that much it's just not my thing mm-hmm. but i do think sure. that this this could have been enhanced because the story and this and the idea was so good it could have been enhanced if they went into more of like the visual specifically i was thinking that i wished that they added more mannerisms when he's humans to make him more like a wolf for example like we remember when he just runs to that camp and he like when they're when the the camp with his when the when that platoon of people get sent up to the search party before they get murdered by the taliban werewolves um yeah like once they get attacked and he runs up there to try to help them i feel like they could have put a little bit like thought about designing how he would run as a human um, that would make him seem more superhuman because it looked like he was just jogging, you know. Yeah. So that was that was like one of the things where it's just like, oh, I wish they could have done that. But you I know, kinda, you know what? I kind of like stuff like that. I kind of like um, excuse because this is like it feels like a concept. You know what I mean? It's like, right. Feels like yeah. They were like, hey, because I could easily see this as like a feature film, right? Like, like because it's just so. The yeah, world I agree. of it is so cool. Right. And it feels like they're like, but no, I, I completely agree with you. I completely yeah, because like, think... if, they, if they did that, we might have missed like a minute of the werewolf scene because they just didn't have right. time to animate it. And it's but just like, it was like, worth it. But if you're making a feature, I think that's something totally mm-hmm. to point out. Yeah. Like, you know, if they're making a feature and developing the, the character a bit more, it's like, okay, who would, how would he actually move? You right, know? right. Um, but I think that this is just it's, like. Yeah, it's a good point. It's more excusable for a short like this, just when it's yeah, like, 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 just cool like they're just trying to get this thing. idea down. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought this was awesome. <laughs> I think it was just really yeah. it was just cool how well written it was. It was just so well written. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it was worth it just for the werewolf head crunch. Yeah. Right. That part awesome. was just so brutal. And the sound also, like the ending when <sighs> like who who comes out and is all and they're all looking at him like a hero. It's like this is, this is awesome. Like it's like working for me. And he's torn. And I he's fucking thought... butt ass naked too while he's walking in like a goddamn yeah, badass. Man. And he's all torn yeah, up. And he doesn't yeah. have his eye. So sick. No yeah. dick. <laughs> Another yeah. dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good segue. Let's talk about the best dick of all the episodes we saw, which was in the dump. Holy oh cow! Incredible. Dude. The that, dump might have that... been my favorite. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, dude, I love that one. That one, like, I mean, I love it because it's so it has so okay. much character and and yeah. just all of it. But it it was like so gross. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just it was so like disturbing just because yeah. of how like to 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 suspend my disbelief that much to like get invested in it. It was just like ew. 
Yeah. I don't like yeah. it. You mean like you mean like the just that um just the character? Just like everything. Like obviously the environment <laughs> is is gross and like the, fir- the, one of the first the, things the dogs are dogs are like loses like those weird um gooey tendrils yeah but i mean like (laughs) all the characters are just gross yeah like people like one of the first things you see i mean it's like the inspector looking at his like century old sex doll wife it's just like oh my god right (laughs) um did you guys like that the character's name was ugly dave yeah i I didn't notice i I didn't notice that it said like yeah I was like, definitely watching this one. <laughs> yeah. God, I loved. Well, the reason I loved that, it was so tight. You know, the thing that the thing, yeah. the one, the criticism I usually had about like one criticism for each of these, um, but the thing that I didn't like about this episode and everything else, like I, I watched this one and the first thing I said was, "This is literally perfect." I loved it so much. But then I thought about it and I think some of the lines in there were um, not as original as they could be. Like, uh, a lot of the old person, like, hillbilly slang that they say, I think they could have come up with, like... Because you can say fucking anything you want. And they have the guy say, what in tarnation? And it's like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, that's funny. they're kind of, I think they're kind of leading into it a little bit. It's true. Yeah, like, it's, like, the meme properties of it. Yeah. Um, I I thought this episode was amazing. Because, like, I love... This was actually my favorite animation in all of them. Yeah, I love the animation, too. Because I love how... Because I love how photo real look but i love how they're kind of cartoony yeah still. it's like the pixar um, thing where it's like photo real yeah, pixar characters yeah yeah yeah. Was, yeah that's so funny a lot of the pixar with like like with like dick grimy and gross <laughs> pixar yeah like, I, I, I just thought that was awesome like, yeah the way that because you're so right like the health inspector would totally be a character in like a pixar movie like, yeah I totally see. but the way that he had a cigarette day out of his mouth, and he was, like, all, like, sweaty and gross, and it was like, this is great. I, yeah. This is awesome. I was... But I, I, when the, the scene thing is revealed, I just thought that was so funny. And when he killed his friend, and he that's so good. Leader, yeah. And he <laughs> sucks him into the... My balls! <laughs> <laughs> I almost cheered when I heard him say that. It's like, yeah! Yeah! There is significant... This old man testicles are a significant point of this plot. Like, think about that. Like, when you're doing, like, like an outline of this, you have to put uh, uh, Prigley, or whatever the fuck his name is, gets his balls caught by the monsters. That's a huge point. I love it. I love it. So funny. Well, I just love how there was a guy. There was a. There's probably his name was probably Jim. They're like, hey Jim, you gotta animate. You gotta animate this guy's balls, <laughs> dick and balls. He's like, really? Yeah. Like, he spent probably 24 hours just you know coding or however you fucking animate. This is a weird man. Holy crap! This is a weird. This is yeah. a, this is this will be a weird digression, but every I've, little hair. You know what's fascinating is that there are people out there. Who make hentai porn, right? Oh, and yeah, the people who absolutely. make this aren't big people. These are people who are doing it on their spare time. 
who will who will draw a comic about Mario fucking all the cool hot ass Goomba chicks out there while Bowser's banging Peach, you know? And he'll do that wow. on his own time and he will love it. That dude will love it. Like that's what's fascinating about the human I, being, right? Partly, I hope I meet. I, yeah, I hope totally. I meet somebody. That, <laughs> what? I, partly, I. Partly, hopefully, I, I kind of want to meet someone that does that, but yeah. I kind of don't. Uh, I do, dude. I'd be so interested to talk to them. Yeah. Okay, here's a podcast. There's a there's a there's a there's a uh, uh, there's a called Sleepy Cabin, and they do an episode with this guy called Shade Based. Who's if you're in the know, which I'm not, of course, I have no idea about any of these things. Yeah, then, right. then Shade Based is a very well known and uh, uh, renowned uh, hentai comic artist, and they have a conversation with him, and it's fascinating and hilarious. Yeah. I recommend listening to that if you want to want to get into it. Uh, probably will. It's pretty interesting. I mean, it's interesting to hear what porn stars' lives are like, right? You know? Absolutely. I'll, I'll I actually watched a, I actually watched a, a podcast clip the other day about this porn star prepping for anal. Yeah. It was fascinating. <laughs> See, this is the thing. I think this, I find that so interesting that it is, like, dude, it's such a bizarre world. Yeah. I mean, I got you know. Like, it's such a That's why I love the 60-second... I love 60-second docs, like, on my Instagram feed. And every time it comes up, it's like, all right, tell me what kind of crazy shit this man has invested right. his life in to, you know, to make money off of. How is this person I making money of, and how is it going to make me, like, yeah. like, blow my mind? But also, like, in some of these weird subcultures, like, porn and stuff like that, like... There's, there's, there's like structure and there's professionalism in it. Yeah. And I just love hearing stories about it. Like it's just so bizarre and weird when they're just like talking about it. It's like, yeah, yeah, when I went to this anal suit, I wasn't quite ready. I didn't eat enough oatmeal. Yeah. Like, Whoa. Huh? <laughs> so it's, just, it's, it's weird. Yeah. I love hearing about it. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, we had, wait, was that, I think that was all the episodes, but the last one, did, I don't, it sounds like you didn't watch this. You didn't watch Beyond the Aquarius. I didn't trip. watch it. I, I forgot to watch it. Why'd you gotta do that to me, Jared? Why'd I'm, you gotta, why'd you gotta play me like that? What do you mean? The ending! Oh my god! <laughs> it, 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 should, tell me yeah, your feelings. I don't, I wanna, I wanna know that. Fuck up, Jesse. Uh, Alright, so here's the story behind <laughs> this, is that we have a space crew. Uh-huh. And this one, I think this one was my least favorite, but it had it called? the dopest ending. The Aquilus, beyond the Aquilus Rift? Not Oculus, Some, but Aquilus. Something like that. Oh, okay. Um, Aqua-less. Aqualus. But this episode is about a small crew uh, of space travelers. This is in the far future, and they're about to do a time jump to do some kind of heist or something. And cool. while they they go into their very Ridley-esque, as in uh, uh, Scott Ridley. Wait, that's the alien guy. Scott Ridley, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. <laughs> uh, very very uh, Ridley-esque uh, 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 containment pods to go into a sleep chamber. While they're on their jump to go wherever the hell they're going, they get off course. And they get sent uh, light years and light years away where they're supposed to be. And oh, well. the captain wakes up. And he meets one, uh, his fling, like that he had from a long time ago, who we don't really, we don't really know uh, of, and her name's, her name's Greta. And uh, everyone, and he figures out that he is uh, 
uh, light years away from home, and it's going to take in a hundred years to get back to Earth. So basically, the life he had known was dead. You know, so right. it's an interstellar situation where, and every other science fiction movie ever, where you go into space and you have to leave your life behind you because light years, years and years and years pass right. while you're still alive. Um, but as he finds out about this, the lady, which I found this was a hilarious part of the show because it was like she, it comes in and uh, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm Greta. I'm your fling from a long time ago. And he was like, OK, whatever. And then they have the raunchiest fucking sex scene I've ever seen in my goddamn life. And then she's like, yeah, animated. It's crazy. It's basically porn. Um, yeah. She like she they're like <laughs> they're, they're, they're like uh, they, they have their sex scene and they have like a Bartle Chardonnay and the dude's like goes to have a drink and she's like no and then she pours it all over her tits <laughs> and then and they're like fucking up against the wall while the space is behind them it's fucking great it's great it's so <laughs> it, it's so explicit um, and then yeah. after after that scene uh, she's like oh whatever your name is. Uh, I wasn't completely honest with you. We're actually not in this port. We're actually in this port, which is so much farther away. And he's like, how could you do this to me? I can't believe you lied. And then a couple days pass, and they have a couple more raunchy sex. And then something else happens, and he's like, yo, this doesn't feel right. And she's like, oh, I wasn't completely honest with you. It's actually, we're actually this far away. I'm sorry, I lied. It's like, oh, my God. And then oh, they, they, they fuck some more, and then a couple more uh, times, <laughs> times pass. And then it finally ends where it's just like oh my god i can't I, I wasn't completely honest with you this isn't even real you're still in the pod jimbo you're still in there right. and all of this is is a reality he's like show me what you really look like tell me tell me what you really oh, look no. like and she's like no, oh, no no you're not ready you're not ready oh, and it's no. like and at this point like i'm kind of like it's like all right get it over with tell me just oh, let's no. get let's get through i've seen this story before i've seen this movie before and then and then he and then she's like okay well let me just tell you that i do really really care about and uh and then he wakes up right and he wakes up and there's fucking like webbing like everywhere and there's like this gooey webby stuff oh, everywhere whoa. and he's like he's skin and bones he basically looks like a zombie right oh, wow. and he's walking around he has like this mangly old hair he's been there his whole crew is dead and he starts walking around this landscape where his his ship got caught and then there's like a shot where we 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 turn to look and he looks down the hallway and there's this dark alley and you hear him hear her say jimbo i don't remember his name jimbo jimbo <laughs> and it looks like a sexy alien lady with her tits and she starts like walking forward and she's like oh jimbo and then and then it's a fucking spider monster <laughs> <laughs> it's this terrifying well, so spider monster who was fucking a spider yeah monster the fucking giant spider monster was titillating his his diggling <laughs> dude i can't describe <laughs> how disturbed i was i was screaming <laughs> i was screaming i was so scared i was so disturbed <laughs> So disturbed, because yeah. the spider was horrifying. It was a, it was a, it wasn't just a spider. It was a pink, fleshy space spider with way too many legs, way too many legs. And it, again, that that ending was awesome. And then he just went back into the simulation and went back to oh Greta. But yeah, <laughs> that was a the really end. that was a really interesting episode. But it it was very traumatizing. <laughs> Yeah, sure sounds like it. It's it's cool. Just for the ending, oh, it's damn. cool to watch. That was the first That's episode cool. of the show that I saw. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Yeah. And I was like, damn, is this just... That's great. Diddling on TV? Yeah. Because, yeah. boy, was that episode yeah. full of it. 
Yeah, that was a horrible episode. The witness, <laughs> the witness was the only episode that showed Vag. Um, but yeah, you had a shot of her. Well, she there's a lot of full body shots where you see you don't see her you don't see her slit right. You see her pubic hair. Oh. <laughs> uh. So you you can like look at it and be like it's covered up, but I know that's a vag. Right. Right. We think. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, in what other films or whatever is there that level of nudity in an animated yeah. thing? I've never seen that in animation. I don't think I ever have. No. If it's not porn, if it's not straight up porn, I haven't seen it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. It's boundary pushing. Yeah, no. I think it's interesting. It is interesting. It's, it's, uh, it's off-putting to see something yes, like that. Yes, for sure. Animated. Um, yeah. I was a little, I, I thought, I, my first opinion when I first saw The Witness was it's just like, man, it's really distracting that she's not wearing any clothes. And I wish that she wasn't running around with, like, like no clothes. I wish that because it makes me anxious because of how, like, vulnerable she is. But, you know, I really like that there's so much nudity in, nudity in this show. I just think it's a really, it's a good thing to mm -hmm. desensitize nudity in film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just think... Yeah, it's, just, it's different, so yeah. it's, it's definitely it's off-putting. Takes some getting used um, to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are two animated Netflix shows that we recommend. They're both super interesting. Um, very R-rated. Do not show those to your kids. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, please don't. Good God. Uh, they'll be traumatized. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, um, they're on Netflix. Check them out if you want. Um, I think we've been talking for a while, people. Yeah, I think I we think can... I think it's time to end it. Let's wrap this. Do we have closing statements? Closing statement. What's your closing statement? I like animation. <laughs> Alex, what's yours? I also like animation. I like Jesse? animated titties! <sighs> and I love you. Aww. I love you guys, too. I miss you guys. I wish we were all in the same room. Me too. Um, yeah. Only one day. <laughs> 2025. Yeah. If the city doesn't get burnt down first. Yes. My mom could definitely hear me scream. I love animated titties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one thing about doing this podcast that's not the best. Yeah. Is yeah. That I'm with my parents. Yeah. So. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, Dude, not. I'm so jealous. I mean. I know. Rent is a thing, but whatever. Anyways, yeah. we, the Thick and Butter and Jared approve of all of these messages that we've been talking we to you. Um, I super, super duper hope that we can get you back on a lot more, Jared. Um, well, you're, you're slotted for June um, 21st, 2025, <laughs> so you're coming back yep. then. Uh, but hopefully we'll see you before uh, in the next five years. I don't think there's yeah. any other business to address besides that, besides tell your mama, tell your dada, tell your cousin, and your step cousin. And look at our tweets, our Instagrams, which I hilariously posted the Instagram while everyone else was posting about all the shit going down. <laughs> yeah, I know. And after and it was also it was also a picture of me looking all <laughs> <laughs> goofy. <laughs> so, all right, yeah, do what Jesse told you. We love you. We'll see you in episode fifty-eight, whatever that's gonna be. Yeah. Goodbye. All right, guys. Bye. -bye. Bye.